Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulchandani. And I'm Heather Michaelgard. Welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all things marketing. Due to COVID, we are not recording in the studio and apologize for any poor audio or technical glitches. As soon as it is safe, we will have our guests with us in the studio. Until then, stay healthy and wear a mask. Hello and welcome to the M Word. My name is Jennifer Mulchandani. And I am Heather Michaelgard. And we are coming to you from Arlington Strategy in Arlington, Virginia. Today we are talking to Marsha Sheehan, a serial entrepreneur who got her start with product-based business in 2013. And since then, each business Marsha has founded has had the same theme of getting entrepreneurial women to self-prioritize so they are fulfilled enough as a person to put their passion-based work into the world. Thank you for joining us today, Marsha. Where are you joining us from? Thank you so much for having me be here. I'm super excited and congratulations on the launch of your podcast. I am coming to you from Burke, Virginia, (laughs) which is just a... Uh, about 15, 20 miles from Arlington. So I'm local, but from my home office. Terrific. Well, thanks again for being here. And sounds like uh, you are an entrepreneur with many hats. So why don't you set the stage for our listeners and tell us about your businesses um, and how you are involved in marketing? Will do. So I currently run two businesses. I have the Connector Conference, which was annual uh, conferences to help heart-centered, passionate entrepreneurs meet in person and get out from behind the laptop and connect in real life. We launched that in 2018, and our third conference was slated for March 20th, 2020. And unfortunately, we had to pull the plug seven days before when the world shut down for the pandemic. So we actually, uh, we postponed it to September, and it was a super successful event. Uh, We were able to somehow have the mission of the conference of getting people to connect with each other. Even though it went virtually, we had enough of a runway with other people engaging online, but the energy and the mission of the conference was still able to translate virtually. So we also have monthly connections continued meetings that have the same purpose of getting heart-centered business owners to basically connect in a human way about businesses. And then I also have Her Hideaways, which is a self-care solo retreat service that's provided in the town of Occoquan. That's about 20 minutes from me. It's about 30 miles from DC. And what we do with that is it's a super hands-on approach where every hideaway is different and it's curated specifically for the client that purchases the the weekend. Uh, We also offer weekdays as well. But, um, and as for marketing, I'm, I'm wearing the hat for both. <laughs> so I, I am the, uh, the head honcho. And so I'm super excited to be talking to you. Cause when I saw that you were launching this podcast, I was like, Ooh, this is something I'd love to talk about marketing in a scrappy way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to be here. Love that scrappy marketing. Um, Marcia, you said heart centered business. What do you mean by that? I mean, um, basically like creative entrepreneurs, I, I draw in a lot of artists, a lot of writers, authors, um, coaches, basically people who they might have like slipped into entrepreneurialism based off of having like a corporate career, 
and wanting something more. So they decided to just go all in and just start, um, start providing a service or a product. Uh, but basically like they fell into it, but so, so what keeps them going is their passion for it. So those, those are the women that I love serving because I, I just, I feel like entrepreneurship is the most empowering thing that a woman can do for herself. Um, but I also know that it can be extremely exhausting, trying, and it's the most personal growth you'll ever do. So that's why I provide the connector conference and her hideaways, because I think that women need a supportive group and a way to commune with like-minded women. And also for the hideaways, get away from everything. <laughs> including the family so that they can, you know, do their work in a undistracted way. So. Great. I love that. So this is the M word. So let's get back to marketing. You told us before the show that you love marketing. So tell us what you love about it. I love marketing because it's basically just a way of educating people about the value that you're bringing to the world with your business, with your products or your services. So it's communication in its highest form, you know, and it's, it's connecting people with, if you're doing it right, you know, you're connecting with the right type of people and you're bringing value and expansion into their lives. So that's overall my <laughs> idea of marketing. And what would, I'm sorry, I missed the, the second part of that question. Well, so let, yeah, let's dig deeper. Um, since you do all of the marketing for all of your businesses, what is that one task that you just love? You could do it all day. Writing, definitely. Long form content. Um, I did start out with a blog. That's actually before my product-based business. I, I was a blogger. And so I just feel like the best way that, and unfortunately we're on an audio podcast, but I do feel like the way that I'm able to make the biggest impact is through the written word. Um, I love, you know, alliteration. I love, you know, connector conference, her hideaways. Like I just, I love playing with words in a way that like just makes people that it, it just sticks with them. So um, long form content is definitely, I think, my favorite type of way to connect. Is there anything that you've seen out there that just makes you cringe that people have done? Okay. You said we only had half an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cringeworthy stuff out there. I think um, because I do primarily work in a very, with, you know, sing with solopreneurs and people who have super small teams, like I'm used to the people who do it all and they, they do it well because they are heart centered and they're trying to, they're not necessarily trying to reach out to the whole market. They're just trying to find their people and serve them in a way. Um, but just an experience with we're, we're having the floors replaced in our house and bigger name companies when they do the marketing and the marketing doesn't actually align with like the, the way that they treat their employees or their salesmen or their, or their salespeople, or um, when there's just a big disconnect behind what you're seeing online and in print, and then the actual service that you're getting, that really bothers me. And another thing, <laughs> 
another one is when, cause I'll, I'll bring it back to like my, my type of people. Um, when people aren't actually like having call to action of like how you can work with them. So they're either, um, they're, they're putting their messaging out. You're attracted to them. You're like, Oh, I might, I might want to hire her. I might want to work with her. I might want to buy that. But then there, it's not clear, like how to take that next step, like how to go through the journey of becoming a paying customer. That's definitely a little, uh, cringeworthy for me. That, that's actually such a great lead-in because I, I wanted to ask, um, you know, and maybe not you've done this because that, that's cringeworthy to you, but, you know, what have you tried, if anything, that bombed and maybe surprised you that it didn't work? No, and I, I'm speaking from 100% experience. Like, I was doing that. I It took me so long to find out what it was I was supposed to do and just gain that clarity on who it was I could make the biggest impact on. And so I was doing that. I was writing, I was posting. I actually, I had a women's empowerment group um, in the DC area for over four years. And I, I was very accessible for people, but I wasn't doing those call to actions to get people to be able to work with me in a more in-depth way because I didn't have that clarity on how I wanted to work. So it was a, it was a huge evolution. So, um, yeah, that's definitely looking back on that, that caused a lot of friction, a lot of struggle. Um, but it, it led me to doing work on boundaries. And I think that that work, since I experienced it firsthand, um, I'm able to teach it in a way that can make a bigger impact for people who are either in that path of not having boundaries or not having clarity or just getting in their way, self-sabotaging. Since I have that experience, I feel like I can better, you know, educate others on it. That, there's a lot to unpack in that. <laughs> what, I, what I hear you talking about is, is even not knowing who you wanted to be your customer. Or, and then how to ask your customer to hire you. Right. And, and, and what were you, how do you value yourself as a, a, a professional who wants to be paid for what they're going to provide? So how did you unravel that? Like, and how long did that take? I like to learn things very thoroughly. So it did take a really long time and I had to, close the doors on certain aspects in my business because I wasn't sure how to navigate it. And then coming out of that, the retrospection is what helped me to actually figure it out. So um, with, with the society, with the women uh, business owners, I always looked at it as me. It was peer led. So because I was a business owner and I was providing this opportunity for other business owners, it felt like it was, you know, a sisterhood, but I was running it like a business, but there was also the personal aspect. So it was really just a, uh, I didn't realize that I did want to help like with consulting small businesses because I felt like I didn't have the knowledge that I needed to, but it became apparent because ever I was everybody's pick your brain girl where they were, Oh, how would you do this? And you, you know, you're really good at Instagram and you like doing this and you like doing that. 
And so I would just share with them, but then it gets to the point where you're just like, it just becomes super overwhelming. So um, it did take multiple years and I realized like, I, I do need to serve people who are like me, like the women who are putting their, their passion into the world, but I need to do it um, with, I need to do it for more of an executive level than a peer level. So it needs to be like, heavy in the systems and the operations. And, you know, even though I am, I do, I am a solopreneur. I have my business partner with her hideaways. And then I also have my co-host with Honest Convos. And so having, I, I feel like I'm growing up as a business owner and like learning to not just take it all on myself. Um, but it was a process. So, and it's hard to market something when you don't know what it is you're doing. So like, you have to have clarity of who it is you're serving, you know, and I know people talk about the riches are in the niches or niche down or however you want to pronounce it. But um, for me, like, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur until my early thirties. And then I just, I fell in love with the people and just the, the growth of it and how you could create something that could really improve other people's lives. And so it just, it took me a while to get me to where I am. But now that I am where I am, I do feel like I can double down and just, you know, have the clearer messaging. And especially with her hideaways too, because I do believe that like the, the person we can make the biggest impact with is women business owners or executives who need to get away and just have like be taken care of because they're used to taking care of everything else and have that blank slate, you know? Um, but I mean, during the pandemic, that was, well, I'm sure we'll get into that marketing in a pandemic. So <laughs> I won't lead to the question. <laughs> we can absolutely get into that. Um, I want to know though, Marcia, I mean, it sounds like you now have clarity into who you are, into who your business is and to who you are serving. Is there anything, any tactic that is just completely out of your comfort zone that you haven't yet tried? Like video or... I mean, I, you seem like a very outgoing person, but is there anything that it just kind of scares you and that you haven't tried yet? I, I'm that friend everybody wants to have around because I really will try anything. Um, so I do like the things that scare me are the things that I do because I know that the, the fear and the trepidation is actually like unlocking another door to get me to the next level. So I do the Facebook lives, I, but I do, I will tell you, that it's cyclical for me. Like I seem to launch in like August or October, or I start the heavy planning in August. I start launching in October. Like, um, and this is why I tell everyone get introspective, like look back at your, you know, you could figure out the way that your creativity works, but, um, I do do everything, but I do it in burst. So in the winter, if people were trying to interview me for a podcast, it wouldn't happen because I'm in my, my bunker, you know, <laughs> I'm cozy under a blanket, like just letting the, the seeds be ready to bloom. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do the podcast, I do lives, I interview people live, I do, you know, long content. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing that I wouldn't try. I do speaking, you know, workshops, facilitating. I like to, I, I like to have diversity. So 
I don't, I mean, if I'm missing anything, let me know. Cause then I'll see if it scares me. And then I'll try. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we sent out postcards too. Like we'll do print, you know, like there, there's really nothing. I don't think that, um, I wouldn't try. So does, you know, spending money on these tactics at all? Is that, is that scary? I'm sorry. Spending money on any of these tactics because you said you're willing to try them all. Or is is the spending money part of it at all intimidating, or or is that also easy for you? That that is definitely good question. That is definitely intimidating for me because I am a bootstrapper at the core. So I I do I hold on to my my pennies and my nickels like really tightly. Um, and I think that that does come from just my personality with growing intently, but growing very slow so that as I'm building, um, there's, there's nothing. I just, I'm not opposed to putting money into it. And my business partner for her hideaways isn't opposed to putting money into it either. Um, but we just, it needed to get to the point where we feel confident with what it is that we're marketing, you know? So, and since we had just launched in August of 2019, Mm -hmm. um, there has been a lot of, you know, just getting to know the business, getting to know the service that we're providing and working on those, those SOPs and um, just all of the, basically getting to know our infant baby, but yeah, so there, I have not, I've, you know, I've paid for Facebook ads before for the connector conference. I've dallied, dibby dallied a little bit, but that is a good, yeah, that's definitely something, but I do foresee it though in the future. Right. So I love that you said um, a few minutes ago that you're, you're scrappy um, and you do all the things. So for our listeners, you know, what guerrilla marketing tactics have you found the most successful when you think about how much time they take for you uh, versus other things that you could be doing for marketing? I think, I mean, I think the best type of guerrilla marketing is literally linking up with other people and collaborating, like getting in front of other people's audiences that they have like a similar, um, and this, this is for, you know, my, I'm not sure how that would work with like marketing agencies, but, um, but finding people that you can collaborate with so that you're getting in front of their audience. I think that's like a really smart way to do things. Um, also just doing the things that, you know, are trending, you know, Instagram reels, that's a real thing. Like the, the look, just follow some people that, you know, are, really hip to what's going on, see what they're doing and then tweak it to fit your messaging. Um, but you know, it's everything in marketing happens. It's happening in real time. So you can very easily tell what's effective. So find the people who are nailing it and see how you can apply that to your business. Collaboration is key. Absolutely. Marsha, um, you've talked a little bit about your journey and finding who you are and who your customers are. Talk to us about your aha moment. When did it just all click? <laughs> um, 
I actually, I don't actually know the answer for this. I do have an aha moment from marketing though. Um, and it was something that I heard on, I love marketing. It's a podcast by, uh, Dean Jackson and Joe Polish, and they talked about marketing. Um, so I don't know when it actually happened, when I realized like who it was, I was supposed to serve because it was such a long drawn out journey. Um, of me getting to that place of like, you know, not feeling the imposter syndrome because I was basically, you know, my peers were my ideal clients. Um, but the aha marketing or the aha moment for marketing was when I listened to one of their episodes and they talked about marketing as being, you know, it's like dating, like you, you meet someone, you're interested in them. And then like, you're not going to go from dating to marrying. So like have like the client's or the customer's path of being interested in what it is you have to offer. And then you continuously showing up and, and either providing them value in edu- you know, education or humor or aha moments for them. Um, but I just really love the way that they laid that out because, you know, obviously as a business owner, you, you spend a lot of time and energy on learning how to market yourself your products, not yourself, but your products and your services. And for that, I just felt like, oh, it just, it just humanized it. It humanized marketing, you know, like the ability to go from somebody, you know, seeing you at the bar and then taking, you know, and then walking down the aisle, like it's a journey. And so all you have to do is just figure out ways in your marketing to keep taking it to the next level. So that's a good question though, Heather, about my aha moment for <laughs> when it all started to click. Cause it, it really, it's, it, it is always from like looking back and just seeing the common threads and then like, Oh, okay. This is, this is what I do where I'm sure if I asked a friend, like they'd be like, yeah, Marsha, this is what you do. <laughs> Too easy. Well, I, I love one of the things you just said was, you know, it's, it's about marketing. It's about humanizing you know, it's, it's the people to the products. Um, I'm extrapolating what you just said, but, you know, are there, how does that relate in your own experiences to using marketing for a greater purpose or making an impact or cause marketing? Have you, have you played with any of those, um, those uh, tactics, if you will? Um, I do think, you know, living outside the nation's capital, I did, this was back when I had the society though. And, um, I had had the women's empowerment group, but I wasn't really, you know, marketing it in a way because it was such an intimate group. And, you know, I already talked about just the disconnect between it it being personal, but also professional, but, uh, like when, when Trump was elected into office, there was a lot of disruption in the area based off of, you know, just females and, sorry about that. Um, There was a, uh, it was a time that people needed to stand up and share what they believed regarding women's empowerment. And so I stepped into that more fully and I was, I started doing the Facebook lives and I started writing in a way that 
would connect with the people that I, that I knew I was supposed to be serving. Um, but I mean, I think for other companies, you know, you see it where it's, oh, there was, now this is horrible because it's marketing, but I, I am going to blame the pandemic. But at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a commercial that literally made me cry. And it was either, and this is why I feel horrible, but you know, we were all stressed out. The cortisol levels were out <laughs> off the chains, but there was a commercial from Squarespace or Wix. And it was about staying open, like open for business. And I felt like that was such a powerful message. Um, because I felt it like I literally felt it in my heart because I knew the impact it was having on the business owners that I work with and, you know, me myself as well. And so, I mean, I'm not sure if that answers your questions, but I do think there are ways to market in a way that is taking current events into consideration and just humanizing it. Like we talked about earlier, where it's like, you see what's happening and you just want people to feel safe and secure. Cause like that commercial really did. Like, I was like, we're going to get through this, you know, we're going to get through this. And so I feel horrible that I can't remember who it was actually by, because I do like, I tend to like, when there's good, you know, good marketing, I tend to actually remember the brand. Um, so, but that for me was very um, impactful. I mean, it, it just speaks to authenticity and messaging, right? And being relevant. And I think, you know, the flip side of that is when you see ads that are so tone deaf to what's going on, you know, if we're facing a pandemic as a nation and companies are, you know, promoting vacationing and this and that and the other, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't translate, but clearly, you know, the fact, your point, like this touched your heart. And that is, I think, you know, for every brand, every company, if you can come up with a way to connect what you do, what value you serve, and you said that right at the beginning, Marsha, that that's what marketing is for you, is, is telling, that's why you love it. It's like communicating the value. So if your value is relevant to what's going on on any level of scale in our, in our community, it's like that is, that's gold. <laughs> Definitely. And I love that you just touched on that literally about vacationing and that being toned up because that was a huge, I mean, my business partner and I, for her hideaways, you know, we were six months into it or no. Yeah. Five months into it before the pandemic hit. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Cause like her hideaways is, so we kind of did have to switch the, the narrative of the marketing we were doing to go more towards the business owners and the executives, because that, because it just felt it, we had been focusing on like the extra perks of like how with her hideaways, like it's a self-care retreat. And, you know, we have a scavenger hunt in the town where you go to the preferred partners. And so we had to change a lot of how we were talking about it because we realized some people don't want to go into stores. Some people don't want to use the, the custom dining debit card that they get because they don't want to be eating food prepared by other people. So we really had to like, like pull the reins back on that. But, um, the, the hideaways are hosted in Airbnbs that my business partner owns. So we were afraid that, you know, 
all travel was just going to cease, but that's part of being in the DC area. Like we still had people coming and going. So it did get to the point around the summer where I, I felt comfortable, like, you know, we can still serve people. We just have to work on the messaging so that it doesn't look predatory, you know, like, because the last thing I want to do is market to stay at home moms who are trying to do homeschooling, who are at their wits end and say like, Hey, just take a weekend here at Occoquan, you know, like it would seem like it, it would just trigger them even more. Like I can't do this. Like my husband's at home working, like, how am I going to, so we couldn't even educate them enough, even though we did have people take taking hideaways. Um, we just wanted to be very careful about how we marketed it because it could have really triggered a lot of people. And I don't, I don't build businesses to cause pain. <laughs> I build them to relieve pain. So, um, but I, I am glad you said that about the vacations because there, there was some marketing. I can't think of anything specifically, but you're just kind of like, this, this is not the time, buddy. Pull that. <laughs> Well, and I think that just goes to show how well you do know your clients and your audience and that, you know, that empathy that you can share with them. Um, Marsha, um, one more question. If you could go back and give yourself any marketing advice on the day you started, what would it be? I mean, I want to come up with a perfect answer, but I'm going to, I want to say what's honestly coming to mind is have a call to action. Like if you're marketing to people and you, you're truly behind what it is you're, you're selling, um, the product or service, if you know the value of what it is that you're bringing. And if you don't, you're in the, you know, you're in the wrong business or you need to have a coming to Jesus moment where like you figure out what it is you're actually providing but having those call to actions and making it clear how people can work with you, how people can purchase from you, and just making sure that these are a lot of things I would have shared with myself, but making sure that, you know, what you're marketing is what people are actually getting to. So having it be realistic, you know, creating, like providing the education of what it is that you're giving them, but then following through with that and meeting or exceeding their expectations. That's awesome. Um, Just to sort of close out, I want to give you an opportunity, Marsha, to just brag a little bit, um, particularly launching this new venture in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, So as you reflect on this business journey, like what 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 are you most proud of in in particularly in the on the marketing side? What have you done that's really made you feel good? I think for me, oh sorry, I didn't realize my son's phone was down here. Um, I think for me, the thing I'm most proud about is being consistent because I was still showing up even though I wasn't sure, you know, like with the pivot, with her hideaways, with who we were actually trying to appeal towards, um, still staying consistent, having our bi-weekly newsletter go out, having our social media posts, you know, um, still reaching out to leads that we felt, you know, could actually partake in a hideaway. Um, but basically like being able to, not really switch it up on a dime, but still like in the middle of the pandemic, be able to have that clarity of how we could 
marketed in a way that wasn't causing distress where people could actually say, oh, I relate to this. I need this. And then, and I mean, we did, when we started doing that, we, we did end up getting more people booking for that specific package type. So, um, but, but just showing up regardless and sometimes the newsletters were, hey, the town of Occoquan is hosting bingo. Um, you know, we would focus on the town instead of necessarily our uh, business because there were times where I was just like, I can't, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. So I then highlighted the women-owned businesses that were in the town of Occoquan because like we picked that area for a reason because it, you know, it, it goes with our mission and everything. So um, I am proud of that. I didn't just, you know, completely pull the plug and just say, this is too hard. I'm not <laughs> like we, we, we kept showing up. So that I'm definitely proud of that. Marsha, I, her hideaway sounds amazing. How do our listeners find you? Uh, we're at herhideaways.com. We are also all the social media, um, Instagram and Facebook is at her hideaways. Um, and we do offer weekday packages too. Like if you go to the website, you can see the different back package types. They are just weekends, but we also do weekdays, which we find that, you know, our, our business owners and executives prefer the weekdays. Um, so, you know, we're just, the emails always being answered. So if you have any questions, you can reach out to us that way. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you again for, for being on our show today. We've been listening to Marsha Sheehan, uh, a, a serial entrepreneur with multiple businesses. Uh, and we have really enjoyed our conversation with you today on all things marketing, Marsha, and wish you continued success with all of your ventures. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Congrats on the podcast launch. Thanks, Marsha. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll come back. Subscribe to The M Word wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more uncensored conversations, visit the M Word page at arlingtonstrategy.com.